You're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ, from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. So next week uh, begins, I feel, a whole new season here. And so if you're visiting, like I said, we are, things are changing next week at Burley Heads Church of Christ. Uh, Not only are we looking at physical changes, not only has the church seen some changes, a new minister, you've seen me, that's been a change. Not only has the uh, church has seen new people, uh, some little ones. Uh, we've obviously, um, next week, we took two services, two different styles. Um, it's been a lot of change in 11 months. Been quite a bit. I remember how long I've been here because that's how old Noah is. 11 months. And it's been a fair bit of change. If you want a visual of the change, just have a look at the guest book. And on a certain date, there's some crayon right across it, as if, as if to mark. Um, shouldn't joke about this, but it's a little bit, at least it marks the calendar date, that things started to change a little bit here, and someone got their hands, or multiple kids got their hands on the guest book. And so it's been moved up now, which is a smart choice as well. But things have changed. And I can only imagine what it would feel like if you have lived longer than me, which isn't hard. Um, Seeing the world change so dramatically, um, even if you're a little older than you've seen, as we spoke about this morning, friends and family pass away. And you've just seen, you just, I imagine for some of you, you must turn on the TV and go, this world looks so different every couple of years now. So much change. And I can imagine, and I'm putting myself in some people's shoes, that the one thing that you hold to that doesn't change is God, his son, his message, his gospel. And so I can only imagine that seeing the byproducts of him, his church, the congregation, style, new people, is quite a bit of change when it's so near to the unchangeable, if you're with me on that. And so I just want to say I appreciate the grace and the patience and the journey we've been on the last 11 months, um, and, and this church, and the ima- I can only imagine the amount of change and what that change must mean to you. And so I had this image <laughs> of a, uh, for the sermon this morning, or I'm going to call it discussion because I'm going to get you to talk to each other, like I said, but do you know who's, who's ever been on an excursion, on a bus? Let's see if I'm, like people can paint and I can remember, I, used to, I went to Southport High and we could do surfing as a sport. And I remember getting back on the bus and the teacher doing a bit of a head count. And she'd start counting. He or she would start counting. One, two, three. And then another kid would start going seven, ten, eleven, putting her off. And she'd oh, let me start again. One, two, three, thirty, thirty-one. Where's Dennis? Where's Dennis? And he'd be right behind her. And then there'd be a kid coming up still putting his board in the bus. And I felt like the last 11 months has been a massive excursion, been a massive journey, and here we are, back on the bus, new year, new season, kind of wanted to talk and reflect on what last year meant and where we're heading. We're back on the bus, doing a bit of a head count, not physically, I'm not going to physically, but saying, what have we got, who are we here, and where are we going? And so I've got this image Excursion's over, first excursion's over, we're back on the bus. 
let's think about and reflect on who's here, what we've got. And we've got some amazing things here at this church. And it's an exciting season to be going on. But I just want to at least acknowledge that that change is a big deal. And uh, we've been through a fair bit the last 11 months. I don't know if this picture resonates with you, but today I'd like to take a moment to sit on the bus and have a bit of a chat about what God might be doing individually and together in 2018. And so I have this parable that Judy read out. And who's heard the story before? I'm safe that it's been, if you're not familiar with church, you've still probably heard this parable. Uh, interesting about it is, so Jesus taught about him bringing the kingdom. Jesus taught about what was happening in the world when he was there. He didn't actually talk a lot about where we sit in our world in between Jesus leaving and Jesus' return. But as he reaches the end of his ministry, he starts to say some things that make the disciples uncomfortable. He starts to say some things that sounds like he's going somewhere. He starts to talk about his death or hints at it. Uh, this is when the masses who came for the free bread and fish, they start to disperse. This is about the time straight after this parable, Judas goes and starts to sell out Jesus. Things get a bit heavy. Things get a bit strange. And so this is one of the few stories in the Bible that talk about what we should be doing now. In between Jesus' resurrection and Jesus' return, this is actually Jesus speaking to us today a little bit about what our responsibility is while we're waiting for his return. And so super important for us this morning as we unpack... I'm going to parables are massive and so I'm not going to cover everything today but I'll hopefully just cover a couple of points out of this passage. So firstly, this master who most theologians agree represents God entrusts these servants with talents. Another version of this story or translation actually says bags of gold. So even the one that doesn't get much gets a bag of gold. And I love this because the story starts with God entrusting, God blessing. At the very beginning, God gave us the world. God let us do what we want on this world. God gave us freedom. We start from the point that we are blessed by him. And so the master entrusts us with so much outrageous blessing, a bag of gold, if you will. So even the dude, if you feel sorry for him, that got one bag, still got a bag of gold. He was okay. Something else I noticed from the parable straight away is they get different things. They get different things given to them. Isn't that true? Sometimes we don't want to admit it, but isn't that true to life? Some of us have different talents. Some of us are born in different situations than others. I've got a bit of an example of this. When I realised, hang on, maybe people are born with different talents. Um, as a young youth kid on the beach, youth group event, I think we're playing beach volleyball, we're going for a surf, all the youth girls were there. I'm excited. Potential wife, 
If some of you can remember that youth group days, the beach is covered in youth group girls. It's the beach. So I take off my shirt to run into the water. White, skinny. I got a bit of a limp. So you would have noticed my, my leg was actually born backwards. Um, it's all right now, but I do a bit of a limp. And I notice the girls, I look over the girls just to see. And I'm not proud of this, but this is a youth group. This is what it's like to be a youth group boy. Look over to just check that they're looking. <laughs> they're looking behind me at my best mate. And some of you know my best mate because he's preached here. And some of you in church with my best mate, a guy called Nick Penman, who looks like a Ken doll came to life, has more muscles than I thought were possible and has a natural tan, blonde hair, great young man. As you've seen him, he's preached here. And they're all looking at him. And that was the moment I realised maybe some people are born with different talents, perhaps more than others. And so I quickly learnt the guitar, because that was my way I had to impress girls. It wasn't going to be running along the beach. But, humorous story, but we all know that some of us are born with different things. And so, different communities, given more. But... Let me just tell us about those of us that are born in Australia on a more serious note so we can kind of see who we are in this parable. Almost half the world, over 3 billion people, live on less than $2.50 a day. At least 80% of humanity lives on less than $10 a day. I don't know your situation. I know we have people in this congregation that have at varied ends of that. But it's fair to say, if we were born in Australia, or not even born in Australia, but if we live in here now, we're more like the guy that just got handed five bags of gold. We're pretty blessed. We're standing in a church safe, worshipping our Father in aircon. Life can be rough, don't get me wrong, but we're pretty blessed. Do I get an agreement on that? We're pretty blessed. And it's good to have a healthy understanding of what we've got. So I'm going to ask you, first question, turn to the person beside you, in front of you, behind you, and I know it was a whole three weeks ago, but how did you feel blessed in 2017? It may not have been a great year for you, but how did you feel blessed? What brought you joy? For me, my son, and the kids were, besides the odd bit of asthma, the kids were pretty healthy. And so I I thank God for that. It was a massive blessing. And so turn to the person beside you. I know this is different or behind you and ask them, how were you blessed in 
I'm going to cut us off there, but please, the questions I asked this morning, please carry them on to morning tea. You're totally allowed to ask that again. It's good. It's good to do a bit of a count. So often we quickly remember the hard times, which is fair enough, but we forget to ask each other, how is God blessing you? What's God doing? What brought you joy? And so please ask each other that. Carry these questions on to your week. The second thing we want to take from this parable this morning is that God actually wants to do things in us. He actually wants us to grow. Now, in some circles, in some faiths, they could twist this to say, this means God just wants you to build your empire or business. This is not the message of Jesus. He's talking about something deeper than just your worldly wealth. It's a message about purpose and stewardship. God wants us to have a purpose in this in-between time. God wants us to grow. He wants us to be creative. He wants us to build, play, work. We know this because the first few chapters puts us in a garden where we get to name the animals and we get to work the garden. He wants us to have a purpose. I've often said the idea of the, the, the classic Catholicism image of heaven, harps, and sitting on clouds scares me. As a young guy, maybe some of you are like, that sounds fantastic. Actually, after last night, laying on a cloud with a harp sounds pretty good. But normally, I want to work, I want to play, I want to build. And God has designed us for that. So it is completely normal. Purpose and stewardship. God wants us to have a purpose. In between Jesus and his return, God wants us to build, create, play and work. So, quick turnaround for questions. Turn to the person beside you and ask them, did they create something or build something in 2017 they're really proud of? It can be anything. It can be a craft, a big project. Turn to the person beside them and, and, and talk about something they built or created in 2017 that they were proud of.
All right, again, please carry this on to morning tea. Um, sorry, to, sorry, I hate stopping conversation, but I'm going to keep doing it because a few more questions. So the challenge for us, though, then, in 2018, as we reflect on what God's blessed us with, what we created, what we, what we built in 2017, is to ask ourselves afresh, if we're all sitting on the bus, what has God asked us? What is our primary thing that God wants us to build into or create? And it's simple because he tells us, as followers of Jesus, what we've been asked to put our time into, what we've been asked to steward or grow, is following Jesus and making disciples. Or transforming lives following Jesus, as if we started to say around here. Using religious words, it's to be a disciple and make disciples. This is not just my job description. (laughs) This is all who claim to be a follower of Jesus. This is our calling to steward whatever God has placed in our life. Whether it's a bag of gold or a little bit less than a bag of gold. What he's entrusted us with. Our family, our house, our talents, our hobbies, our work, our car. And put it towards his purpose. So why do I bring this up as we look down the barrel of 2018? Is this leading to a money talk? A money challenge? A giving talk? Not quite, don't worry. I'm asking us to hit the reset button. Whatever last year brought, whatever the excursion of the last 11 months has brought for you, I want you for a moment to look around as an individual and as a community and say, here we stand in a suburb with one of the fastest growing populations in Queensland, with some of the nicest, if not nicest, beaches in the world. If you heard the radio yesterday, the last two days it felt like half the Gold Coast was in Burley Heads on that hill. It was packed. They said, the radio was saying, it's so lovely, don't go near there though, you will not get in to Burley. We have a group of people with so much gifting and so much heart to see God move. We have ages now in this church from about 10 months to the late 90s, each generation with their talents and purpose. The Bible's very clear on generational purpose the young with their energy and ideas, their speed in which they preach. <laughs> Little gag of, uh, young families who are thinking about buying their first home, having kids, setting up life, and in the church space, they're doing the same. They want to take risks, want to start stuff new, want to start their family here. So, of course, it says in Acts 2.17 that young men... And women will have these visions for the future and excitement and energy. And then there's those with less energy. Already building the foundation that I stand upon this morning. 40 years of it and then 2,000 years of it. Telling of God's faithfulness, telling the younger generation the power and the stories of God. I love this passage in Psalm 79, 13. Then when we, your people, the sheep of your pasture, will praise you forever. From generation to generation, we will reaccount 
your praise. Hebrews talks about a cloud of witnesses. And it's referencing the ancient um, Olympics. And it's saying, as we get possibly less energetic and life slows down a little for us, we start to cheer on those that are running the race, passing the baton. Or not passing, buddy, running together is way better, actually. This is what we have here. This is what we head into 2018. This is what's on the bus. Discipleship, passing the baton, celebrating. We have teachers, doctors, builders, business owners, thinkers, project managers, tradespeople, students, creatives, wisdom, and a level of Western wealth just in this room. Don't mention all the life experience. What can we do with that in 2018? How can we gather before God together, grow as individuals in a community, and then go bring hope and joy into the weird, directionless, dark world? Turn to the person beside you and ask them, what excites you about Burley Heads Church of Christ in 2018? All right. That's definitely a question I'd love to be happening during morning tea. What excites you about Burley Heads in 2018? And so what can go wrong? (laughs) If that's where we're heading, if that's where we know we're going, if we know what we've got, if we've just reflected back on what God has done already in this place, 
What can go wrong? Well, luckily the parable doesn't leave it up to our imagination. Let me read what happens back when the master returns and the guy that received one talent. Listen to what he says. Master, I knew you to be a hard man reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, have what is yours. Interesting. If I was to give you a bag of gold, would you think... Don't have one to give, sorry. It's not going to happen. Don't worry, I'm not going (laughs) to... Would you then think of me as a hard man reaping where I did not sow? This guy doesn't know who God is. It starts with this guy giving five, three and one. Just a ridiculous amount. They would have, this was humorous at the time. They were laughing as a master leaves his servants, the lowest guys, with bags of gold. We know there's something not right about the way the guy sees God. And so we can fall into that trap. Let me paraphrase with some 2018. It would be so easy for us to stand here in 2018 and say some of this. Let me know if some of this challenges or resonates with you this morning. I didn't know God. I didn't understand him and I didn't know he wanted to use me. So I just hid, buried what little or much I had in the ground. God, I was scared of stepping out in this way. When I do that, it means other things have to stop. Fully committing to you means I may have to lose, at times, friends, social status, even material things, so I hid everything you gave me. God, I kind of forgot what you empowered me with because my phone, my hobbies, my career, my dreams didn't really align with it, so I got distracted. God, I was very ambitious in my own causes, so I forgot what you wanted. Or God, you wanted me to pass the what to the next generation? Sorry, I forgot this year. God, I only had a broken old car and a couple of dollars in my pocket. I didn't realise you could even or wanted to use that. I like this one. God, my pastor or leader didn't give me permission Or ask me to explore that. So I thought he was doing it. (laughs) This is only too real with the mega mega star pastors. People think, assume that, oh, that's their job. It's all our job. We are the church. The fact is you won't accidentally give 2018 to God. You won't accidentally. Human nature says that right through the Bible, right through history, you won't accidentally, sacrificially go into 2018. So a couple of questions just to consider as we wrap up this morning. When you're filling out your 2018 calendar, when you're looking at your holidays and events, are you asking God what he has for you first this year? As you plan schools, career choices, hobbies, leisure, are you asking God what he has for you first? As you do your budget, as the parable says, at the very least, invest it and let someone else use it. Are you asking God what he has for you first? 
As you consider this building and the things we run here and the programs we have here, as you think about making real commitments to a service and the things that we do, are you asking God first what he has for you? If you're serious about this and you have friends here or you know one single person here this morning, then set up a time to get them to ask you about this. I have, I've made it even easier. I've got some forms here with some questions. If you're in a small group, a Bible study, ask some, get someone to ask you things like, what has God entrusted you with? What is he asking you to do? Accountability. It's hard. It's hard to accidentally give 2018 to God. Distractions will come up. Life comes up. Me and Mez sat, sat down. I'm not, this is not a gloating thing because I, got I, got, I knew what the sermon was going to be before you guys did. So I said to Mez, I don't want to print these out and not do this. Just ask people to do it. So we sat down um, last week, or actually the week before, sorry, and we did this together. Set some time aside and said, what's our family? What are we individually doing? And what's going to be given up for God's purpose in 2018? Because you realise that saying, and I say this a fair bit, I'm sorry, but you can't make time. <laughs> I'll make time for that. Literally, it's one of the only few things God didn't give us control over. He gave us the control over the birds, the animals, the plants, the earth, our own will. But he said, I'll still control time. So we physically can't make time. Something else has to go if we want to pursue God in 2018. And then lastly, lastly, so please grab one of those after the service. Love you to have a read through. Love you to get someone to read through with you. The reason we do this is not to earn some reward. God will, I believe, equip us and entrust us as it says in this parable, if we're good with what God's given us. And I'm not talking about money, I'm talking about he might entrust us with more responsibility, more leadership. The reason we do this is because the whole universe from the very beginning has pointed and towards Jesus. Our life purpose was fulfilled, is fulfilled in Jesus. It's because of him that we can steward, not out of guilt or fear or punishment or even incentive, but because Jesus has connected us back to the heartbeat of what we were created for. It's what everyone outside this room is crying for. It's what every news story shows every day that the world is desperately screaming for. So forget your reward, you have it. We just remembered him. It's the hope we carry, it's the light, it's the salt I'm talking about next week. The light, the deeper truth. And it's an eternal purpose and a kingdom we can build into long after our little existence on this earth. We can build into an eternal kingdom. This talk is not to make you feel guilty or uh, manipulate you. Rather, like I said, a bit of a head count. 11 months, what an excursion. Here we are on the bus in front of us, an incredible new season. What is God asking you to do in that season? What is he asking you to commit to? Give up? And what has he entrusted you with? I have a question about the bus. Yes? <laughs> Who's driving the bus? Who's driving the bus? God's driving the bus. 
God's driving a bus. I like that. I wish I thought of it, but that's all right. No, no, we can have... Do you know what? We can have absolute faith in where we're going, even if the excursion's a little hard, because God's driving the bus. That's exactly right. He's in control. Great. Great. I told you that, though, beforehand to say that. So. <laughs> no, no, that was fantastic. So, oh, well, we could have... We could have just had you up here. That would have been... No, that's great. Let me pray as we head into this season. Next week, hear me, 8.30, contemporary in style, a lot different to the service you've just been in. Same God, same gospel, just different in style. 9.45, this service done a little later. Looking... We know, we're good. Both services have communion, yeah, absolutely. Abs- absolutely. So, yes. Uh, after the service, yes. The late morning, yeah. the morning tea as well? No, the morning tea's before. So, you can come from any time from 9 o'clock, so your normal time, to start having... You may not be hungry at 9, but come have a coffee or a tea with somebody and the people here, and then you can start to eat just before you come in. So, yeah, so there's a middle, middle morning tea, shared morning tea. So, but it does open us up for fun lunches later on down the... But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's just do the two services first. So let me, let me pray. Father God, thank you so much for what you have been doing in us, in this community. Thank you, as Coral highlighted, that you're driving the bus. It says you guide our steps. It says that for a reason, Lord. We don't know where the bus is heading, but we know what it's doing next week. And we trust you, Lord. Father, I just pray that whatever you have given us, whatever you've entrusted us, large or small, that we can have a real think and a real consider what that means for us in 2018. Challenge us, encourage us, uplift us. Use this community to build your kingdom, Lord. In Jesus Christ's name, amen.